Hey everyone, I'm Natalie Satare, your makeup artist and beauty coach here with another episode on the Be Your Own Makeup Artist podcast. Okay, Krista asks, and I'm just gonna read it. She asks, I just started wearing makeup again at age 52. I follow instructions about the order of things, moisturizer, primer, foundation, etc., but my makeup still looks really noticeable. When I put foundation on my nose, it shows all the pores and just seems like it never blends in. Same with highlighter. Please help in all caps exclamation point. I'm going to answer a really good question from my Ask Cetere page on my website. It is nataliecetere.com slash askcetere because I used to be ceterebeauty.com and so it was askcetere and cetere is my middle name in case you didn't know it is a Persian name and it means star and you say it cetere. Now I'm trying something new today. I am sitting where I normally sit, working where I normally work. And I'm going to record this on video. Hi, if you can see me and audio. So if you're listening, there's the video version of this. And I have also decided that not everything needs to be perfect. Not everything needs to be a production. It takes me so much time to set everything up, to look all done up and to have my makeup done. And that has actually been holding me back from creating content for you because I've wanted everything to be perfect. And that is just not, not something I can do right now in this season of life. And I don't think that you should have the pressure of feeling that you need to do that too to show up. So I'm going to record this video. I might make a few edits in case I do lots of ums or pauses or I get a notification. God forbid that happened because that happens so much, even though I've turned off all the sounds and all the notifications and have it on do not disturb, something still happens where I get a notification and then it's just, I delete the whole thing and have to start over and then I run out of time. So that's been a reason why I have not been as active or publishing as much content on the podcast. Okay, but let's dig in to the episode, shall we? You are listening to the Be Your Own Makeup Artist podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Sachare, former military officer turned professional and award-winning makeup artist and educator and author of the book, Be Your Own Makeup Artist. This podcast is for makeup enthusiasts, makeup artists, and everyone in between. I share insights about the beauty industry, invite industry experts, and try to keep the content more about makeup education and less about buying this or that. I'm so glad you're here, and I hope you enjoy this episode. When I put foundation on my nose, it shows all the pores and just seems like it never blends in. Same with highlighter please help in all caps exclamation point. Okay. So I have, uh, written a blog post to accompany this, and I'm going to kind of walk you through that blog post. So this isn't a transcript. You can go to the show notes. I'm going to be following the format, but it's going to be just a little bit of a different flavor. So I do want to say thank you, Krista, for asking me your question. Now, there's a lot to unpack in the question, so let's just get through it. Now, I don't know you. I don't know what you look like. I don't know where you live. I can only make guesses, okay? 
So if you want that one-on-one support, if you want to work with me one-on-one, and if any of you do, you can go to createyoursignaturelook.com slash makeup. Only inside of Create Your Signature Look do I work with clients one-on-one anymore, okay? It, because it's so personal and I've found over the years just doing one lesson here and there is not really impactful. So I have the Create Your Signature Makeup Look. It is a one-on-one coaching program. It is open year-round. And of course, I have the Create Your Signature Look program that I work with Tammy Pierre. She's an image consultant and we do style and makeup. And I, I promise you it's the one of the best investments you can make because you're going to have a capsule wardrobe, a capsule makeup bag for the rest of your life. You're going to know your colors. You're going to know your silhouettes. You're going to know your fabrics. You're going to know your makeup and you're going to have me in your back pocket. Um, anyways, enough about that. Enough about that. Okay. So let's unpack your question. The first thing you mentioned is that you just started wearing makeup again at 52. So welcome back to the club. I'm not sure how long you were out of the makeup wearing uh, practice. I cannot do my makeup the same way I did 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, okay? Our makeup changes over time, but if you're trying to do your makeup like you did, let's even say five years ago, then we definitely need to make some tweaks. And I'm going to unpack a little bit more. You were saying primer, foundation. um, You said primer, foundation. Oh, moisturizer, primer, foundation. You know, uh, that might be too much for you. We'll get into that. So the first thing that I do always is I like to troubleshoot the skincare and the skin prep routine, okay? Are you using products that are formulated for your skin type now? Are your products still good? Like if you are just coming back into makeup, are you using your old stuff? Hopefully not. I don't think you are, but you need to make sure that your skin care, that I like to think about it as like brushing your teeth every day. You're brushing your teeth every day. You're taking care of your skin every day in the morning and in the evening. And you you know your skin type and you're already doing that. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assume that you are doing that. But if you're not, go to nataliesaturay.com slash skin type. Take my quiz. It'll spit you out your results. And then you will also get the full guide And then I have uh, created little mini skincare routines. Okay, so that's number one. Then there's skin prep. That is preparing your skin for makeup. And that, I have a great blog post on that, but I'll touch on it a little bit. Your skincare is like you're brushing your teeth. Your skin prep is like that specific moment in time for that specific day. So maybe it's a summer day and really humid and you didn't get any sleep. So you're dealing with a lot of extra humidity in the air, possible under eye bags, et cetera, et cetera. So that skin prep is probably going to be different than a really long office call day in the winter, right? You're going to prepare your skin differently. Of course, everything needs to be the same formulation. So make sure that you're using the right products and that you're preparing your skin for that day. Let's just use one more example. If you're using your winter moisturizer and it's summer, that's gonna be really heavy. And then you're gonna put your foundation on top. 
And is your foundation also formulated for your skin type, right? So after you check your skincare formulations, you need to make sure your makeup is also formulated for your skin. So if you have dry skin and you want a really matte look, but you go and reach for a matte foundation, that makeup is probably not going to look flattering. Um, because you already have dry skin, so you don't have that natural shine, and then you put a matte foundation, which is really normally formulated for a more oily skin. Uh, yeah, it's just gonna look dull, and it might even feel uncomfortable. So if you want a matte look, you would still use a foundation, maybe not a super shiny or dewy foundation, but you would use a foundation formulated for your skin type, and then you could set it with some translucent setting powder to make sure that there's no shine. So you get that matte effect. Okay, so <clears throat> make sure your makeup formulations are also right for your skin, especially primer. We're gonna get to primer because if you know me any amount of time, you know. So there's, there's gonna be an issue with your skincare, your skin prep, or your formulations, or it could be your tools and your techniques. And let's talk really quickly about pores because you mentioned that after you put it on your pores are really noticeable so you know everybody has pores and everybody's pore size is different or are different right pores are personal and you see your pores because you're putting on your makeup six you know you're close to your face you're putting on your makeup you see it a lot of times we notice these things and other people don't okay as a makeup artist, as somebody who does this, I, you know, I can notice <laughs> when um, there's too much makeup on or the makeup isn't isn't right or it's not flattering. Um, I don't love that word because what is flattering? It's, it, it, you know, that that's another podcast episode, but pores are just deeply personal and we are also used to everything being blurred out. We're used to filters. We've already been acclimatized to beauty filters from our years of growing up looking at beauty advertising and images, but now it's even built into our phones and built into our Zoom calls and all of this stuff. And so you just never see pictures of people with pores unless you look for it. And then you look at it and you're like, uh, and or you're you're like, oh, that looks totally normal on that person. But then you look at a photo of yourself and you're like, oh, like I'm going to still use the filter. Right. So just know that everybody has pores and some are more noticeable than others. I think that somebody with really small pores and dirty pores is way more noticeable than somebody with larger pores that keep that has a really good uh, skincare routine. Right. So it's just kind of what it is. I think somebody with large pores who also doesn't clean their face, that, that is probably like the worst combination in terms of being very noticeable. So um, one thing that you can do is incorporate a, a product, a skincare product that is designed or formulated, let's say formulated to tighten the pores, right? You can add that into a rotation if that is something that you're really self-conscious about. If you don't want to add something new into the rotation, you might already have things that do this that you subconsciously picked up that you don't even know is doing that. And I've listed in the show notes, like a lot of the active ingredients for pro in products that will help. 
I'm not going to hash it out here. So just go check out the show notes. But um, if you want to see the active ingredients um, that are found in skincare products that will help to tighten the pore and reduce the appearance of pores, you can just go do that. Um, you can also use a product in your skin prep to do that, right? So maybe you don't want to do it every day. Maybe you only want to do it on the days that you're wearing makeup. Um, you can prepare your skin that day for your makeup. So if you are doing this, then I would say if you've really prepared your skin well and you're taking care of your skin and you're using the right formulations, like let's tweak your techniques, okay? Let's skip that primer. Let's try it. Let's try skipping that primer. So with makeup, it's a lot of trial and error, right? And I think that we are really hard on ourselves for making mistakes. And there's really no such thing as a mistake with makeup because you can literally wash it off your face. Like nobody is going to die if you put your eyeliner on the wrong way. Like the world is not going to crumble if you mess up on your lip liner or your red lipstick bleeds or, you know, bleeds out. Like at the end of the day, you can wash it off. And it doesn't mean it, makeup is not connected to your self-worth, right? <laughs> People take it way too seriously. And when you're learning makeup, just like a child learning how to write letters, like if you're just learning or you're just getting back into it, there's going to be some mistakes to be made. So experimenting and trying different things to get to the same, the solution that we want. That's, that's what we're dope. That's what we're doing here. So let's just skip that primer. Let's just try that. Let's step one. Let's skip that primer and see what happens. Okay. Uh, I have a great article also called a primer and makeup primer. I've linked it in the notes. You can read more about primers. A lot of makeup artists, myself included, we skip primer. Okay. Skin prep well, skincare plus skin prep is the primer. Um, also because for me personally, my personal preference is I don't like the feeling of having a ton of products on my face. I don't like that feeling. So if I can do, if I can still achieve a really flawless or, uh, What's a better word? Let's just say flawless. If I can achieve my flawless makeup application with less products, that's what I want to do. Okay. The second thing is skip that primer and then use half as much foundation that you're currently using. And again, this is assuming that your foundation is formulated correctly. As we age, we need less. And it's not about putting on the same amount of makeup we used to 10, 20, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, 50 years ago. It is about using makeup very strategically. And so foundation is a makeup product designed to even out the complexion of the face. Now, as I'm getting older, as I record this, and you can't see it in the video, again, <laughs> there is a difference between video and in-person and in real life. And even though I'm filming this on a really nice cloudy day with a natural light, you know, you still can't see all of the imperfections. You still can't see the little pimples I have on the side of my, my cheek, but my nose and my chin and a little bit of my forehead, they get, they're becoming pinker as I'm getting older. Never used to have that, right? This is, this is normal. So 
that's really the only place that I need to worry about covering out because the rest of my face is kind of the color that I want it to be. So I want to even it out to, to match some days, some days I don't, some days I let it be. Um, and so I would start with just half as much and really focus on buffing that product in using the right tools. You know, you can use your, I use my fingers a lot. Um, in applying makeup, it, it works for me. I, I like it. It doesn't take a lot of time, but you know, when I want a really polished, that was the word when I want a really polished finish or makeup application, I will go in with my buffing brush or with a beauty blender or beauty sponge. Okay. So I am, as we speak, almost done with my second book. It'll be an ebook. Um, to start, but it's going to be the ultimate makeup brush guide. So I want to teach people all about makeup brushes, how to choose them, which ones are right, which ones are maybe not the best idea. Um, so you'll learn what your brushes are, but you know, in this case, my brush would be like a kabuki brush or a, a to buff it in or a beauty blender type sponge. Okay. And if you skip the primer, you have your foundation and you're still like not super happy with how it looks, then, then let's go back. And, oh wait, <laughs> I skipped a step. Then you can build your foundation. So you've done half the amount that you did before. You're still like not super happy. Then you can go in with another coat, light coat of foundation and buff it in again and see if that helps, right? Building your foundation is something that I teach inside my Learn Makeup in Five Days course. It's something that people talk about all the time, like build your foundation. It's very buildable, buildable coverage, but people don't actually know what that means. A lot of people don't know what that actually means and how to do it. So I demonstrate that in my Learn Makeup in Five Days course, and you see it. It's it's pretty cool. It's, it's one of my favorite um, modules, okay, because I really walk through the foundation application. And I think I, I think I do buff. I think I do demonstrate buffing. But regardless, if you have built your foundation, you've let the foundation sit for a little while and it's still like, oh, this isn't working, then either the next day or whenever you wear makeup again, or you could just take it all off and start from the beginning, then you can go in with like a light reflecting slash blurring primer let that sit. And then again, you're only going to put the primer on the area of concern. Okay. You don't need to put primer on the whole face. Unnecessary. Unnecessary. I mean, unless you want to go for it, but a lot of times, you know, we do, we have, we're multi-tonal and our skin, we, a lot of us have combination skin. I mean, we, we could, I, I have dry skin 90% of the time, but sometimes I'm feeling a little bit more oily or, a little bit more ac acne, um, or I'm having breakouts. <clears throat> so my skin type changes sometimes day to day, week to week, season to season. So, um, when I'm using a primer, which I do use primers, I don't want to like hate on them. I just don't use them all the time. And I, they're not, it's not part of my, I must use a primer. If I'm going to wear makeup, I must use a primer. No, no, no. When I was 15. Yes. When I was 20. Yes. I am not doing that anymore. Okay, so then you've let the primer sit for like 30 seconds to a minute, right? Primer's going to add some time. 
then after it sat, then you can put your foundation on. You gotta let the product kind of sit on the face for a second. A lot of people rush this, a lot of people don't do it, but I like to let it rest. And I also like to wait, you know, five, 10 minutes after I apply my foundation and, and make sure it's good to go. And a lot of times I'll see that it didn't settle right or I need to add more or sometimes it just looks great and I'm like, okay, perfect. Um, you can also identify maybe gaps in your skincare, right? If you put it on, and that's been happening to me a lot lately. I've been putting on my makeup per usual, and I felt my skin really tight and really uncomfortable with makeup. That just means I need to up my skincare routine, up my moisture, all that good stuff. So if you've done all of that, it's still not working, then, you know, we need it. We need to book a lesson because something something's not right. That should fix it all. Okay. So I hopefully that answers your question. Then you mentioned that your highlighter doesn't blend in, which is kind of like an outlier. So get the pores, get the, you know, foundation issue that happens a lot. And let me just end before we get into the highlighter, because I always do this. I always get ahead of myself as we get older, the more makeup we wear looks like more. So I always like to say I'm a less is more makeup artist and I've always kind of been that way, but especially as we get older, less is more. It is not about putting on the same amount of product. It is about strategically placing product in a way to get the maximum result with minimal product. So more makeup is almost always going to make everything more noticeable. There are exceptions. There are always exceptions, but for everyday basic natural light, I'm going out, you know, that is kind of the rule I want you to remember. Okay. So let's go back. Let's, let's revisit the highlighter, not blending in. So there's three reasons that this could be happening. Maybe I'm wrong. I could definitely be wrong, but either your highlighter's old. When you say your highlighter's not blending in, my visual, what I'm visualizing is that you're putting it on and it's like a streak of highlight and it's not blending, right? So you're left with like a streak or wherever you put your highlighter. And a lot of, um, a lot of times, like if it's old or if it's of poor quality, which is the second reason it's either old or of poor quality, all your brush is picking up is probably that glitter, that coarse glitter or shiny part. It's not picking up like all the binders, anything that makes it nice and blended. So that's why it's really important to use makeup that's not super old and or poor quality. Now, poor quality does not mean uh, cheap, okay? There's a lot of fantastic drugstore makeup brands that outperform some of the really luxury prestige brands, okay? It's quality. And highlighters are, you know, full of lots of different highlighters are full of different sparkles and glitters and stuff like that. If, if it's not blending well, it's either it's old, it's poor quality, or the brush that you're using isn't good. It's gotta be one of those three reasons. So, you know, poor quality, old or bad brush, it's just not gonna blend it. It's gonna leave like a streak and all of that good stuff. So maybe try switching out your highlighter. If you need a highlighter recommendation, I don't like to promote my shopping services, but I do have um, some product recommendation and product shopping services. I will link those into the show notes. 
um, I could help you find one that would work great for you. Um, <laughs> now, of course, that's just a, a bandaid. I, I really like to do a whole look, which I do inside of create your signature makeup look. But um, yeah, that, those are those that that's that's how I think I can answer your question the best. I'm so glad that you're using makeup again. Please don't be discouraged. Makeup is a journey. It is a form of self-expression. And I know that it can sometimes feel really frustrating when you're like, I'm doing it all right. I'm doing, you know, you're doing what the beauty industry has taught you to do, which is use all these products and buy all of these things and it's going to all work. And it does not take into account season of life, kids, sleep, climate, schedule, lifestyle. It does not take into account this. So it's not you, it's the industry and just, Again, if if you need anything, I'm here. I'm a less is more makeup educator, author of Be Your Own Makeup Artist, host of this podcast, and I love answering your questions. So make sure to check out the show notes. I've linked everything there and I didn't get any note. I think there was only one notification. Maybe you guys heard it. Uh, yeah. If you like this kind of format, let me know. I can do more of these. This is so much easier and uh, stay beautiful. And until next time.